We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. This is a place where diverse individuals discuss various topics from the Fallout universe. Join us, the conversation has already started. Welcome to another episode of the Fallout Roundtable. I'm your host, Maverick Stone, and today we have a party today, folks. We have, first let's introduce Jaxus, Gingerino, Sassy Lady, Romer. We're all, the gang's all here. And now, our special guest from the Fallout 5.0 new responders. Everyone, just say hello. All at once. Hello. There are many of us here. Good evening. Yes, we do have a party. Good evening. Someone's listening. If you like what we're doing, all this tomfoolery, all this wonderfulness, why don't you rate, review, subscribe to our YouTube channel? We have a Twitter at Fallout RTB. We have you can send us a message on our Gmail, FalloutRTB at gmail.com. We always answer back. Now, if I'm not missing anything, Sassy Lady, why don't you take over the show? Go for it. All right. So uh let's start out with um our special guest today. We have the Fallout 5.0 with us. Uh, let's start with Lucy, and I'll let you uh, introduce your gang here. All right. Well, hello. I am Lucy, otherwise known as the Scald, and these are some of the members of the Fallout Five O New Responders. Um, we have from Command Staff, we have uh, Mama Modus, and then from um, the uh, membership, we also have uh, Monty Wildhorn, and we have Alex Midnight and uh, Cadets goddess nerd Haley and of course Tom Houston so here we are I gotta say I love the name Alex Midnight I'm just, I'm just uh, nerding over there right now I, I do too I really do it, it just brings out everything <laughs> okay all right so uh tell me just uh in, give me your elevator pitch on what the fallout 5.0 new responders is the elevator pitch. Uh, okay. The Fallout 5.0 new responders uh, originally started as a group of friends, my husband, myself, and some of our friends who just started playing the game in beta. And we happened to put on the responder uniforms one day. And we're like, hey, look, there's five of us. It's like the 5.0. <laughs> and then and then we just kind of put it up on social media and it went from there. And we suddenly realized that what we were doing was essentially role-playing in the game or taking the environment, taking things that were happening in the game, the stories that were already embedded there and expanding on them, making our own to the point now where here we are at this stage of 76 and we've kind of just 
just become this 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 giant thing where um, we have in-game role play events and um, competitions and questing where we either create something completely original from whatever our characters are to uh, hosting stuff for community members where we create uh, roles for ourselves for our characters to play simply like actors as NPCs in the game except we call them RPCs real player characters that we take people from the community through events and we give them kind of a unique essentially a quest a whole experience where instead of interacting with NPCs um, they're interacting with us from point A to point B. So we've done that, and we're also um, content creators with Machinima, Machina Lore, and uh, storytelling and writing. I mean, just it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> package, it sounds like. Wow. Yes. Very cool. So, um, so that's just kind of how you were born, right? So, how do you recruit other people besides how the what the basic five people that it started out with? Sure, sure. Uh, Valerie, you want to take that over? Uh, sure. I actually put out cookies and they come running. Um, <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, actually, we have a process by which uh, we get to know people through. Yes, cookies are wonderful uh, ways to get people into a group. You just bribe them with cookies. Uh, but we have this process by which we get to know people by playing in the game sometimes. If we're doing uh, role play in area, some people do hear that and they get curious and they want to know a little bit more about us. Or perhaps on social media, on Twitter, uh, mm -hmm. people will see our posts and they'll be a little curious, want to know more about us. So sometimes they come in game, they'll come to our armory nights, they'll interact a little bit more. Uh, people will actually uh, sometimes join the Discord as a volunteer. That gives them a chance to get in on some of the events that we happen to have, or they can even create their own events if they'd like to. They can look at some of the role play that's being written and inter interact and engage in that and you know if it's something that they want to do then we can talk to them about uh joining up as a cadet and going through that process but it's really just kind of getting out into the community and getting to know people and letting them engage and letting them see that there is so much that you can actually do with this game uh, besides what's actually there and mm. you know helping them grow uh, with their character development and the stories that they have to have to share with everybody and it's uh, such a fun process really it, it sounds like a so when you have somebody come in like as a cadet what is the process there okay so we have uh cadets right now on both xbox and playstation so they'll come in as a cadet and they'll participate in several things there'll be some classes which will teach them how we will role play in game so they'll learn how to say interact let's say uh, like a medical class uh, where if they're role playing say a responder and walking into say an emergency situation they'll know how to do the the role play in that sort of way uh, there'll be also various uh, events that they can join where they can see how events can be created in different ways uh, so we like to try to give them a roundabout experience of the various things that they they can do uh, they engage in the Discord doing some writing, and uh, over probably a period of about two months or so, give or take, uh, they'll also create a journal and uh, share their experiences. So they'll take photos, write up a little thing. It's all um, done really kind of on a casual level. Uh, we want everybody to have fun, and we also want to take the opportunity to get to know uh, the various players. 
uh, to make sure that they're, you know, a good fit with us and that uh, we're going to meet their needs as a role player. Uh, so it's, you know, we ha we have maybe cadet classes every every season, like maybe seasonal, uh, give or take. That sounds pretty cool. Um, you said you have cadets on here right now. What, Tom and who else? And, she, and goddess. Yeah. And goddess. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you guys want to talk about like what you're doing right now? Give us your I, I, I mean, do you want, Tom, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Do you want the, do you want the upper elite uh, first so you can be honest or? Do I need to take your cookies? Yeah, she's going to take your cookies if you're not nice. I will. I'll take them. She also has muffins. Take her muffins. Fighting words. Oh, boy. I mean, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, the cadet period is a lot of it is characters getting to meet each other. It's also the cadet the cadet journal is one of the bigger parts of where you're solely documenting your time, whether it be, be documenting your actual character's experience or kind of taking it in and out of the character's experience. But also a, a lot vetting, of uh, I would assume it's also a vetting part to find out who's serious yeah, about I mean, it like you're I actually mean, doing it yeah i mean in a lot of ways it is and it's also just it's also because especially for our characters it's those first kind of meetings and first kind of interactions so it, it's really important for that as well because we're at because you know we do so much content creation um those journals which typically happen at the very end they're the last thing that we ask uh, cadets to do in their process they really are representative of the fact that we are you know we're, we're more than just role play like that's a huge chunk of us and that defines a lot a lot of what we do but understanding that um the kind of the mechanics behind role play understanding the mechanics behind your character mm -hmm. getting to know your character because sometimes people kind of come to us and they're like oh i just i kind of have this loosey-goosey kind of idea of what I want to do but hopefully by the end of the experience they've really kind of shored up who right. their character is how they interact how they perceive the world the different people in the world and that journal is a way to kind of demonstrate between the the different pictures that they end up choosing and the little blurbs that they write for each picture um, kind of demonstrate that that growth of them as a character and then of course shows us that that they are committed to this concept that RP and content creation kind of go hand in hand because we are creating stuff for each other. Like we're not just always getting in the game and like, well, we'll just go to Crater and role playing Crater. I mean, we do, we do that. That's called organic RP, but we also are constantly creating events for each other. Like anybody in our discord is able to create an event for each other, but we really encourage the members and the cadets to create events that they run, that they have a beginning, middle and end. We teach them that process or some of them already know the process. And, you know, there's a beginning, middle and end. And you take people on this adventure. Maybe it's a maybe it's a one-off. Maybe it's a chapter arc. Whatever it might be. And so that 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 is the fulfilling part, really, when you think about merging RP and content creation. And so using the journals as a way to kind of wrap up their experience to demonstrate they kind of get it um, really is important. That's cool. Did you want to add anything, Tom? Sorry. Um, yeah. So along with that, you know, um, comes with our character story, uh, many times it's really neat to have a character who we can incorporate into RP. Like Scald said, a lot of times we'll ha have a loosey-goosey idea, right. but then as we get to know the other members of the 5-0 and the other cadets, we can kind of flesh out our relationships 
through that. And it's uh, just really neat getting together and kind of growing as a person with the people around us. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know I, I have characters that I role play with. I mean, that's literally, they all have like full-blown backgrounds and meanings and purposes to their being. And every time I play, like I have in mind, like what they're doing and whenever I start to play, knowing like if I have a, an idea of what I want to do that day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring Colleen with me because she's better at this, or I'm going to bring, you know, Mags with me because she's the one who's going to be more likely to do this thing or whatever so I get that and I've always loved what you know what you guys do but tell me about um so you go through your cadet and then what happens after you do all this uh Monty you want to take that over mama tell us myself for a second but uh yeah after that you go into your private period and that that doesn't mean to say privacy wise but more that's your next rank up. And once you get there, you get to pick what job you want to do. Maybe you want to be a recon. Maybe you want to be in the division of uh, medical staff or you'd like okay. to be a, a fire breather. And okay. You just kind of develop that area and then you go and train. There you go. So once you, like, you choose your adventure, like choose your path. Right. Yes. And we it culminate that, that whole like transition from cadet to private about the bridge walk money did you want to talk a little bit about the bridge walk oh yeah the bridge walk i see a lot of pictures you guys yeah <laughs> it's kind of a big yeah. thing it looks like a big thing it, it is that. and uh so the bridge walk itself is this very it's basically your graduation ceremony from uh cadet to private and you that you taking this bridge walk is basically saying you're going from being a wastelander and you're crossing this bridge over into being a responder that's cool yeah it's powerful yeah it does look uh, like it yeah with the way you guys the bridge with (laughs) with other people and Mm -hmm. you You play like like really emotional music right right and so i write (laughs) i would write the speeches so i write the speeches for those and each so each group each cadet has a unique speech so every speech is is tailored to them and whatever piece of music I'm listening to at the time, <laughs> that kind of, I'm like, oh, this That's one awesome. fits for that class. So I tend to write the speeches, um, especially if you're, if you heard Corey talking over Connor, it's, it's definitely a speech that I've written. Um, but yeah, so I make all the, they're all unique. All the speeches are unique for I each, uh, each bridge walk. Well, that is neat because nobody like that way. It's not like the same. Oh, it's just another bridge walk. You know, boy, I've heard it before. Welcome to Morgantown. Here you yeah. go. Yeah, same as <laughs> yeah, no. Speaking of yeah. Morgantown, <laughs> apparently you guys have quite the thing going in in Morgantown. So tell us about Somo, the whole uh, the thing you have to going there in Morgantown with you guys camps and stuff. Wait, what's Somo? Is that not South Morgantown or whatever you guys? Is that oh, not your thing? No, no, we just call it Morgantown. We just call oh. it Morgantown, Morgantown. Okay. <laughs> Morgantown, 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 USA. It's just yeah. Morgantown. Maybe okay. Don't you guys have a bunch of camps in Morgantown? We do have some people do. Yeah. So okay. um we have a couple different buildings in Morgantown. We have an we have the HQ, we have um the hospital, we have um uh, Ford operating base. Uh, we have a, a kind of a secondary, like a fire breather HQ there. 
We have um, a couple of people's personal buildings are in that area as well. And just on the outside, we have um, Recon, uh, Recon Tower One. So yeah, so we, we populate around there, but honestly, not everybody has something there because if the whole concept is, you know, responders and trying to do what we can to pick up the pieces, because that's kind of where we are kind of in our lore right now is like, everybody's fought it out and there's just smoldering remains again. And so, you know, we're just here. We're not going to get involved. Like we're not trying to, you know, war of the worlds kind of stuff. We're not, we're just here to pick up the pieces and like what's left, we'll try to do something with. That's kind of how we're kind of angling our lore now with um kind of the diff all the different pieces that it, that Bethesda has dropped and then we have kind of developed with our own lore over time. So some of us have buildings in different areas. Like we have a forward operating base in Charleston. We have a recon tower in um, the uh, Toxic Valley. And there's, um, yeah, so it's all over. But yeah, but Morgantown, we, we tend to patrol and operate initially always in Morgantown. And then we spread out from there because our quests and our, the things that we create are different events quests and some of the big lores and pieces of machinima that we create they don't just stay in morgantown in fact uh it's almost we almost try to take people out of morgantown unless it's a patrol in order to do other areas with whatever is going on in the events to really maximize uh what we can of the 76 map however small it might be <laughs> yeah exactly even though it's the biggest map <laughs> i know it's weird it it's the biggest so map but it seems i don't know so it does I mean... seem very small um <laughs> so my responder character of course i'm on pc but i played i tried to play very hard i tried to play on xbox because i wanted to be able to like join your guys's group and stuff like this but um i have an xbox one oh. and i just i couldn't handle the load screens <laughs> i couldn't do it <laughs> i just oh. i uh, it was horrible. Filthy so I think race. I did. I think, yeah. So I visited, I think a couple times or something and hung around with some people, but um, I think my character's like, I don't know, in the twenties or something on Xbox. One of these days I might dust her off again. I mean, and, if and you ever dust up. her off, feel free to <laughs> pop over. We'll take you on a, on a, on a laggy tour of all things we'll exactly. just wait for your character to run in place for a little exactly. bit and then... <laughs> yeah, like, i'll be there eventually i'm spinning you know it's something but yeah so on I pc Palmer has a question oh he's raising his hand oh my gosh oh, yes yeah. so with that being t discussed so are are you guys exclusive to just like one console or PC or do you guys do? We started on PlayStation and we just right before the winter holiday uh, migrated to Xbox as well. So now we're on PlayStation and Xbox, but our home was PlayStation. And that's where we obviously have the biggest population and the biggest history and, and whatever. But Xbox in the short time, what I think what Haley's been what, like six months, maybe I um yeah, I mean, you. so you guys took us pretty late in the year, and I'm saying that in continuation of where Houston was a little later uh -huh. than I was, so right. I was already pretty early. I'm trying to think. It was like, it was like the end of summer because... Yeah, it had to be the end yeah. of summer. I, I, I could not tell you a month. So end of summer, and, and now we, we are exponentially growing on Xbox as well, so, oh. you know... Didn't you have so a just loose presence on Xbox for a while, and then you we just kind of like joined up with uh, Palm Bay? Well, we did. We didn't really join up. We we tried. We've tried 
twice before in the past with Xbox, but it just didn't take off. It just didn't oh, okay. work. Um, and that was, we were all at that time also running Xbox Ones, which, you know, there's all sorts of weird audio issues with the yeah, Xbox One. And, the, and so it made it, it. it made it really difficult because we do most of our stuff in area chat, which is, you know, most people are like, what's going on? That's really weird. And we call them sure, just PC from the beginning. Well, <laughs> so, I suppose someday. Um, I, I haven't had any yeah. issues since I moved over. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, but this this time this time it it stuck, and so I you know we just we're like let's go for it, and so we we do do stuff with um, Palm Bay's Arson Group. Like we have a collab what we're running right now with them called the Dusty Wings collab, and but we oh, only nice. kind of meet up to do those things very particular. So like it's not a um, we haven't like neither group is like integrated the other like it's it's like okay. we want to make sure that that the lore that they've created for their group is preserved like it's their lore right. and we're guests right. if we jump into their story at the time and that you know we we recognize that just like if they jump into our story at the time mm-hmm. they're, they're guests in our story because you know when you have your your group your rp group you have the things that that you guys decide are going to be lore for your group or lore mm-hmm. for your game and not everybody agrees with that right like so like especially for example if you guys have camps in the same spot right right so it's kind of like that um like who's gonna when move. it comes to we kind of just <laughs> like we kind of like fuzzy out those sorts of things when we, you know when we play with other groups like oh just ignore all that other stuff like we're just here for the RP. <laughs> yeah. Suspend your sure. disbelief a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Magic, finger waving, distraction. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Well, let me see. I think that's what I had for the before the break. Anybody got any questions about this part? Or is there anything that any of you all want to add about this? Anybody about the process of getting into the group or doing rough uh... time? Speak. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So I originally, I started out as a volunteer and I was just kind of getting to know a few of the people here and there. I didn't really want to fully invest my time into it. I was, you know, I'm still right now I'm a supervisor at work. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. having to juggle some stuff. So I wasn't ready to really commit a hundred percent, but getting to know the people in the group, um, it really kind of just it really encouraged me to get in there and I'm, I'm so glad that I did um, going from volunteer to a cadet meeting all these wonderful people and having an awesome time in the game and um, so yeah yeah I know I mean I'm a volunteer too I have like my whole card and everything so I'm a volunteer but I'm on PC um, I am gonna try I don't know when the end of it is but um, I signed up that I was interested in doing the um the scouting mission that was on the discord. I did intend to do that, but I have not been on since the update because I heard that everybody's over encumbered and I'm like, Oh Lord, I can't play like that (laughs) because my girl's camp is in Morgantown. Like she lives in the family home that is just off of the road that's next to the farm that leads into Morgantown. So like she'd have to walk way the heck over to the Savage Divide because this girl walks. She doesn't she doesn't fast travel not that I could anyway because she's probably gonna be like 2,000 pounds or something ridiculous because I <laughs> yeah. I do all the weight reduction so it's like oh god I haven't even gotten in there to look at it so yeah yeah it's gonna be crazy but that's, I think that's something thing for the weekend something. I want to hear what Alex Midnight has to say yes Alex it's here for me <laughs> well you know the process to uh get into Fallout 5.0 is 
somewhat easy, not somewhat easy, but for, you know, you got to prove your loyalty and prove that, you know, first when you start off as a volunteer, like I did, I started off as a volunteer a long time ago when I first met Lucy, um, my motorist and commander when I was in the world. It was a long time ago, but, um, you know, as a, well, as I, you know, began to get to know them and stuff, you know, I realized, you know, this is the group for me and, you know, this is a really awesome group with all these awesome people and all these content creators mm-hmm. that, you know, when we're doing our RP in world, it actually, you know, helps bring life to the game when people were saying that the game wasn't, you know, there and was dying out when, you know, technically all of us, our peers are bringing more life to it and helping show people if there's actually a good side to 76. And that's the thing, right? Because so many people are like, Fallout 76 is dead. Why don't they give us more content? And yeah, all of us are out there just like making our own content. And we're just like, whatever, we're having fun. And we're doing whatever. Yeah, (laughs) because so many Mm -hmm. people are just making their own. And it's like, the limit is literally your imagination. I have to to interject. My funniest story about Alex, and I have to tell this story, Alex, is (laughs) we were doing, it was when we had um, kind of the, the, I can't believe I'm about to say this, the fallout from the interaction of like the Banditown bombing. And in game, there was some RP between the Vultures and the Order of the Lamp who were like teaming up and doing all the things. And they were RPing and Alex just in his, we call it wee-woo armor, the responder power armor. We call it wee-woo armor. <laughs> we just walked over to them and it just, all their heads just turned and he just quickly just, <laughs> nope, 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 <laughs> right on out. Because in the world, when we're, when we're playing in RP, like we treat every, like we're 90% of the time in character. So if, if he had stayed, it's very likely that they would have RP'd this is a responder on their territory. It was just a, just a funny, funny moment when when that happens. So don't blame him one bit. So, <laughs> question: um, You have to prove your loyalty. So what? You know, it's like one day it's like, hey, Trader Jim, he hasn't paid his dues. You got to go take care of him for us. <laughs> right, right. Is that what's going on? Not, you have to kill like... the thing you love most to prove your loyalty. Um, it's more like it's more like, can you survive? PT with my character. <laughs> ah, there you go. So <laughs> we do. I, not the mafia. <laughs> right, right. Not the mafia. Yeah, no. Not no, the no. family. I think. <laughs> yeah. So it's more like I like I run the PT classes, and they 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 border on the ridiculous. What I try to make um, the characters do in character. Oh yeah, I'm I can like, speak to that. <laughs> I can speak to it. that immediately. Yeah. yeah okay. Go ahead. I'll let you speak to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying because so I mean. This I I shouldn't say Lucy in this case. I should be saying Selena has made the in this case the Xbox cadets. Uh, if you know the the bridge that towers over Flatwoods, uh, we've had to climb the beams on that one. We've had to do the ridiculous ropes course near the other one. Without uh, they have to take a Radex, so they have to take a yeah, Radex whenever yeah, they do this stuff. Uh, we, <laughs> We a couple of I think it was like a month ago. I probably getting that wrong. We had to do the military training course, and then a couple of weeks back, we had to the Watoga monorails had a couple of squish incidents. Um, I could not do it, so it was just me watching my fellow cadets go squish, squish. So yeah, that that really is what it is. Is can you survive? (laughs) Nobody ever dies in the game. You're just like rendered unconscious and need aid. Even if you fell from the rails. 
Well, we let characters kill themselves off in the sense that if they want a to end their character arc they can write up whatever they want for okay, that and yeah because so, i mean i've had yeah. uh, like with my rp group we'll have characters that are like they'll become 70 some odd years old so what we'll do is we'll end up killing off that character and then their son will start going in the ranks or somebody mm-hmm. else will, and they'll re-go actually they'll start over again rank wise yeah and go right back through the system and yeah, so we actually just had a guy who's who killed off his character, and his son is now in the responders. So, but yeah, we we just yeah we we play it. Um, if you go down, like in a fight, if we're doing organic RP or an event in that has PvP, because we do we do PvP uh, events, um, you're just you're rendered unconscious, you're knocked out, um, and then. Oh, okay. But if somebody because we've had some responders that have through events decided that the outcome of the event would be because things went the way they did sometimes it sucks yeah our paladin killed himself so we ended up with a new paladin i mean we changed (laughs) leadership at that moment like we ended up with a new paladin and then Mm -hmm. our old paladin started off as a recruit as he's now a knight so he's working his way back up into the ranks, but it's interesting to have that dynamic happening, you know, yeah. where you can, uh, the immersion's the most important part to us. So mm-hmm. I, I get how you guys are doing what you're doing and how you like making sure you take a Radex so that you don't super jump. Cause I have like every mutation, right? So yeah. It would take you out of the immersion, seeing me, you know, jump over a building. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so, and we don't allow any kind of legacy weapons or anything like that. You have to use um, no upgraded type of stuff. It's just regular stuff. Right. Standard That's weapon. how our custom world PVP events are. Yeah. You, yeah. you turn everything off. I'm just like, turn it all off. Yeah, we're okay with the armor <laughs> just because, you know, uh, no, we turn everything off. Yeah. <laughs> even legendary perk guards oh yeah (laughs) so we're going to take a break right now and then we'll come back with more about the fallout 5 we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ever wanted to be a content creator, but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against, as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide. Available wherever podcasts can be found. All right, we are back from break. Um, so we're gonna uh, just real quick. We are with the Fallout Five O, the new responders role playing group, and we are talking about. Um, actually, now I want to talk about getting um, creative, like the creative aspect of your group. So let's talk about, um, you guys have been talking about how you role play and then you write different role play scenarios for um, your people and how you um, write those things for like your cadets and everything else. What other scenarios do you write? Do you have special, you said you do like special things that you write for people to participate in. So is that, okay, go ahead. Uh, Let's say maybe Valerie, you want to speak to that for a little bit? uh, Sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so yeah, we do make a lot of different quests for uh, everybody to play. Everybody in Discord can make quests. Uh, one thing that I like to do is say go into a custom world. I'll do a lot of written role play that leads into various quests that you can play online. So you might go into custom world and create some kind of event that forwards the uh, written story. Uh, so maybe players go in and they have a fetch quest. They have to go get some sort of items for whatever character, or they have to look for clues. I love putting clues in little places for people to find. Or you create some kind of a PVP zone to uh, forward a quest, and whatever the result of the PVP is, what direction uh, the next stage of the quest goes. So really what you create for players is pretty much open to your imagination. Everybody does something a little bit differently. Um, I just like to mix it up between doing written, between doing things in game, uh, between doing organic RP, and I'll, I'll stage a lot of quests based on things like an organic RP, and I'll tend to do things that last forever. So you'll, you'll end up to do, do like a five or six different quests to uh, finish a storyline. I've actually got a, uh, a place uh, in custom right now that's just waiting for the quest to drop where people will come in and poke around and get clues and interact with a character that's actually set up in the custom world for them to meet. So, <laughs> you know, it's really, it's it depends on what your imagination is, what you want to do. We have players that do quests to uh, introduce aspects of their own character and give the group a chance to meet that character. And then once they do, maybe they bring that character into organic RP or to armory, and then they further that characterization of that particular character. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what else to, to say, really, except for, you know, the sky's the limit, uh, you know, as long as it sort of makes sense in the Fallout universe, uh, you, know, you know. Is it, are the quests yeah. timed? It depends on the quest. Um, generally, if you go in, say, one of my quests, I'll say, maybe we're going to be poking around this place for about an hour and a half. Uh, but again, the sky's the limit for what you do. You can do a timed quest, absolutely. Um, or you can run something, say, for about a week where people can go in individually on their own or group up and, say, investigate an area, uh, patrol an area, maybe write a report on what they found and so forth. So it just depends, really, on what you want to create, what you want to do with your characters and with your story. Yeah, we, like a good example is like when the, the alien event happened for the first time, the alien invasion. So we spent some time building... Uh, a community event essentially like we did a quick machinima for it to kind of background like what's going on we need information how do we how do we handle the the alien sort of a deal and we had this whole series of um quest logs essentially that we played kind of up to the build-up and then we you know the final part was people going out on whatever system and you know, participating in the event, taking pictures and and writing and sending those pictures in, and kind of writing in character about their experiences. And we framed it with the idea of the more the more entries we had, the greater our Appalachian preparedness would be to handle the invasion. Um, so that was kind of like the community event. The from the um, side of just the 5-0, I ended up then writing a whole secondary part, this tinfoil hats sort of quest line that sprung out of it as well, where I kind of parallel things that were happening from the game, I then took and then I had it, it's a whole two-part two, two part, uh, investigation quest where 
the responders or volunteers or cadets, whoever it was with me at the time, we went from location to location and they would get there and they would have to look for something or decipher something. And sometimes they made really bad choices <laughs> and um, no one will forget the chainsaw of friendship that did not go well for one, one group. They make, <laughs> they, they make their choices. That's still a running they, joke. <laughs> yeah. It's a running like a joke. story. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, they make their choices and I have, and, and so does, so does Mama Modus and, and any quest maker really has like, if they choose this, this happens, you know, it's like a choose your own adventure. So you present them a couple opportunities and sometimes, you know, they, they choose a, an action. I'm like, Ooh, okay, all right, well, here we go. You know, and so they, they develop that whole piece of lore on the backside. So that's an example of using both kind of like what we designed for the community at large and then taking what was happening in the game, things that were happening in the game, like objects in the game, stationary things like the, the mysterious pillars. That's what we used as part of that tinfoil hats quest. And, um, and just in running this event and it's part of the lore that they got to experience. We sometimes use dice as well. Um, and, uh, you know, that just kind of depends on who, who's made the quest. So sometimes we use dice events or dice aspects to our events as well, because, uh, who doesn't like a little bit of random chaos and, um, yeah. And so like the, the events really can, like she said, they really can range yeah, for who, for whomever they're they're made, and uh, they can be one offs. They can be for the community at large. Like you, you Sassy, you see the one right now in our Discord. That's kind of a you know for the the Discord community at large. Go patrol this area, right back in. Um, and sometimes they're a little bit more complex, where we do like go to this area, investigate Hopeful Cave, and then we'll drop you some more mission allure after we get after we go x amount of time here's the next kind of thing that you learn so it's kind of like you know two minute videos that also play into whatever that is you were investigating because like let's be honest we've all been everywhere on this map right like, mm -hmm. like we've been everywhere by this point um and so it's a matter of how can you use what's there in a unique way but also like a lore friendly way you know so that you're right. you're honoring kind of the existence of what is fallout 76 for whatever it is but you're also saying okay i'm going to use like i said like the mysterious pillars based off a real place down south um in our our lore we turned it into something that was pretty major for the tinfoil hats quest and that's how it will always be for us whenever we go there now um and so we kind of remade it into something a little bit different but still obviously it's terribly mysterious those pillars you take the canon and you make it your own to a degree, like we don't go, like we're not going to go crazy. Like, like the Brotherhood is is in Atlas. I mean, that's that's where they are. Why wouldn't they be there, right? So, they're there. Crater is crater. Foundation is fa foundation. But you know, we don't um, we don't necessarily say that we can't use the mechanics of the game or stationary things, small things. Um, yeah, that's what I was further tell. About. Yeah, to further tell the the deeper lore stories that we want to tell. Yeah, we do some similar things. Like uh, right now, we're actually in Crater, and we've disguised ourselves as like a mercenary group, and we mm -hmm. made we you know got ourselves hired by uh, Meg at, mm -hmm. at at Crater, uh, so that we could we're trying to get intel on some nuclear bomb stuff that they they have, and we're Brotherhood of Steel, so we don't want them to have that, but we're trying to get you know, in, intel on that stuff. So right now we're working for Meg to try to get ourselves on the good side 
of the Raiders and da 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 da. So mm-hmm. I get it totally. But yeah, we've utilized the same kind of things. Yeah, it's it is pretty much it's an effective way. It's a fun way, and you know, and that's really the big thing: are people having fun, even if it's like a tragic story. Like, just trust me that we have plenty. Like, we have plenty of silly ones. Think funny things happen, but we also have had some really tragic um, story arcs as well. So at the end of the day, we always debrief. Though at the end of any RP session we all debrief and we're like, how's everybody feeling? Any questions? Let's make sure we're all on the same page because that's important, you know, especially if it's been a, like a more serious uh, event. Oh, so you debrief out Afterwards. of character. Out of character, we debrief, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, so we yeah. debrief in character well, in we regards de- to a military debrief. Right, 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 right. We, as, as role players, we debrief afterwards and just like, hey, is everybody good? Any questions? <laughs> that Da-da-da. makes sense. No, nothing so, more immersion breaking than in the middle of does the Does anybody mission, need a tissue? All right. This, this, argue yeah, over no, what no, happened no. last they, time. Like I say, we we are we roll and and all these guys here will, will attest to it. Like we we roll pretty much ninety percent. Like people will talk to us in the game, and they'll they'll you know obviously not be in character, and we're like, what's in what's role play? Like we don't know what that is. Or like what's what's a I'm trying <laughs> oh, to this is a serious business. We <laughs> what's a like What's a server? Hey, <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you gamer civilian? tag? I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's, it's like when you go to, gosh, there was a place I grew up in Indiana. There was a place called Connor Prairie. And if you talk to them, they were always in character. And it was always like the 1800s. If you talk to them, they would just give it right. Like, they'd be like, where are you from? And like, I'm from Zionsville. And they were like... Did you travel here on horseback? That's that's a fair piece west. And it's like, it's literally like 20 minutes away. But I mean, it's like, that was like wild. But yeah, it's really funny to try and get them to break character and they don't. <laughs> they just don't. But I love how all of your, your quests and everything that like feeds your lore, like everything just like whatever happens becomes, because I remember, okay, so going into your machinima now, um, you guys actually did that battle of Big Bend and you guys were like, whatever happens, that's, you know, because you, you didn't you guys go into it as we're going to PVP this and whoever wins, this is, this is it. This is where the story goes. Sure. Uh, Monty, you want to speak to that? Yes. So the battle of Big Bend, was, I wasn't actually there as much as uh, a few of the others were actually came in afterwards, but it's been reiterated for tenfold, I would have to say on that one, but uh, the the consequence, or as, as we could say, where the lore went on that was whatever side won, they were, they were either going to get a prisoner or something was going to happen in that case to uh, impact the lore. It was a very lore-impacting quest. We've had several of those over the years. It feels like decades, but it's only been like four years. Yeah, so and, when the lore there is that we were looking for a virus for Modus called Modvir, because Commander Johns doesn't trust Modus, because who does, right? And and like Mani said, there, you know, we wanted to have an event for our members that was lore impactful. And so we went to the social community and we're like, hey, are there any any raiders out there who want to, you know? He wanted to try this this event, essentially, that's going to help us dictate our lore. And that's how we stumbled upon um, the vultures. And it it really was. It was just like you said, the the outcome 
essentially was going to determine, um, you know, where our lore went. We had no idea, none that of what was going to happen. And so we set up an agreement of, of tact. And this is when you still had survival servers. So we did this in a survival world of all places. So perspective there, (laughs) and it was 4v4 and everybody else was a spectator. And it was, everybody had three lives. There was restrictions to how many stim packs they had, how many grenades they could have. Um, and I mean, there's all these different, there's different pieces, right? And the, both sides, we, we can work together to agree on that. And, and then we, we had the fight and, and we won. And I think we were as surprised as they were. <laughs> and, um, and so because of that, we kind of were like, Hey, let's take, let's take some pictures of like the, the warlord looking like he's in custody, you know, cause you've put the military pose on and it looks like you're in custody, you're in handcuffs. And we're like, wait a second. That's actually not a bad idea. So we couldn't find mod beer. Like there was a bag in Big Ben Tunnel um, that was supposed to have like the the prize in it, the mod beer virus. And if either team found it, they would automatically win. It's kind of like that kind of, they had that little bonus. And so, Uh but nobody found it. And so we were like, well, not only do we now have Warlord in custody, we didn't find mod beer. So now we've got this, here we are four years later and we're, finally maybe gonna find mod beer <laughs> oh wow so you know it's been a it's been a reoccurring thing for us as we kind of go through the machinima as we go through the in-game quest as mama modus helps um work those quests as well with um with ray it's just this idea that because they, they really built the that that side of things together um for the mod veer aspect and it's just been a wild ride ever since but that's how in-game events dictate uh dictate so the lore it was kind of, what it was crazy gave, what gave y'all the idea to film it and turn it into a, a film to to make the machinima that's a really good question i think i think it kind of stemmed from we had all this footage it looked really cool in the tunnel the original footage is just explosions everywhere we got one guy with a flamethrower because he's got friendly fire on that's you know he's keeping uh-huh. everybody up and you know, you have the giant and his power armor just like running on fire and our people just chasing after him because he was the last man standing. So oh. there's just like this great footage. And um, we're like, wouldn't it be interesting if, you know, what do you do like with a raider that you've captured that's responsible for all things? And wait a minute, what if you actually knew him from before? Like, what if these people knew each other from the vault? Like, how do you reconcile that? Because at that time there were no NPCs, right? It was just everybody Mm -hmm. from 76 is out walking around. Mm -hmm. So they probably know each other. And we're like, what if then we just try to see what happens when you put a raider on trial? And like, just the rest is history. (laughs) I actually read about that in an article on polygon.com. Did you? I did. Oh, yes. that's so cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was that was our Polygon article. Yeah. That's a big yeah. deal. I never saw the footage. What was the outcome of the trial? Did you like off the warlord dude? So so what happened? What had happened was uh we basically the Appalachian state government got involved and they we we did. We start, we had some trial footage like Kenny from the Chad podcast played voice Simon as one of the, <laughs> as one of the um, witnesses. And we had Howie from Appalachia Howie. Yeah. He was actually a witness giving t- a deposition. Yeah. And um, <laughs> 
I'm running wow, through the woods with Kenny, all the vultures did, after him. You got Kenny in on something? He, that guy uh, almost never has time. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, well, like we were, we were all kind of hooked, hooked up and doing stuff together pretty much from the beginning. I mean, he was right there at the beginning with us. Well, that was and in so, 2019, right? So yeah. Been... So, I mean, he, oh, Simon, he wasn't that yeah. busy yet then. <laughs> Not that busy yet. Simon <laughs> yeah. Rex is a, is a figure in our lore, just like the five O or a figure in Simon's lore. Right. So that's kind of how intertwined they are. Um, and so, yeah, so they, the Appalachian State government got involved because they didn't like the fact that the, the the lawyers were being threatened by raiders. And so they got involved and they just said, no more trial. He's just going to rot in prison. We don't know what we're going to do with him yet. Weak and then, lawyers. you know, yeah. So no no trial was ever finished. Nah, okay, Imagine the judge being like killed off probably. Yeah. It was still It was still a really cool moment, especially me as yeah. like a gamer growing up seeing that like, man this rp group that you guys started is now like in journalism at this point. yeah and we've been are... in a few yeah it's know. cool to see it it's, it's weird it's a little weird too sometimes isn't it That's i don't know like... how the rest of the five feel about it when they re when they read about about but, themselves so and got one in forbes as well so like it's yeah it's crazy i mm. I, I love it it gives me inspiration cool. as like a gamer and a creator I mean, I can say it. It was a very when so before I joined up, that was when the articles really started coming out. So you can really only imagine that all the way, you know, almost a year ago, my reaction to being like, "Oh, these guys have articles written about them now. Right. They're they're important people." <laughs> it is pretty cool to see people in the community like having things recognition you know like that which is if pretty you, neat if mm -hmm. you get enough lore from the perspective of the fallout 50 and all the stories that you guys have told do you guys ever think you will collocate that together and maybe like release it in some form hardcover book maybe fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> all right is your name that. yeah is your name kenny he, he gets on me about uh <laughs> writing everything down together as one big thing i mean like there's people who would <laughs> like it i mean i'm sure you've got talented like artists in the group who would be able to help like make artwork for Everybody, it i'm yeah. sure you could Everybody's that got would be awesome. yeah. i'd pay money for it i'm just saying <laughs> well ip rights and all that stuff you know you may fall out <laughs> so can't make Probably any money off of it they'd but... have to get <laughs> approval from bethesda i'm sure yeah but um <laughs> you know i i do keep i'm sure I'm sure everybody here that writes, I know Valor does, and I'm, I can only speak for myself, though. I keep everything I write. Um, I save it all. Google Docs, you are my friend. Yeah, good or <laughs> <Yes>. bad. <laughs> good or bad. I mean, sometimes you you go back to the bad, and you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad. I'll just take that part that was really good, really bad, out of the bad. So what other um, partnerships have you guys made? I know... I think I've worked with you the most as just doing stuff for the Wasteland Theater. Sure. Um, I think that's the most that I've had because I've actually been able to do that kind of mm -hmm. remotely the first time. And then the second time with the Shakespeare um, Sonnet Festival, you guys made it um, cross-platform so that it was able to be done live from every platform so yeah, i was that able was to really be cool. live that was very cool i was happy the first time i just recorded and then the mm -hmm. second time like uh you know well alex uh, is a uh, one of the wasteland theater actors as well i want to share some of your yeah. thoughts and experiences working with uh northern harvest and crew i give my thoughts and experience if uh give me a second uh yeah um <laughs> i'm gonna swap that's okay yeah but the uh, wasteland theater company isn't actually 
that bad. They're actually a really good, cool group in here. You know, it feels like a real theater. It feels like a real production. It's pretty much going to it like it is actually a real production because North takes his time with those scripts. He takes like what, two or three months to write a script at least and go into a lot of rehearsals. And then finally we set a show date and the show date is set in stone. But uh, yeah, when we are going through, we always try to go through as much as we can to get it right so we don't have to keep doing it over and over again. Sometimes, sometimes we don't get it right, sometimes we do. It's all, yeah. Jesus, right now. And we're always, we're always right. It's always, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listen, I always totally right. missed a bunch right? of lines I mean, last one. That's oh, live theater. Live theater. That's live theater. Yeah, live theater cool, you have though. to. That's that's where the improv yeah. comes in. Just Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah we've worked with them. Um, Monty's actually really helpful with that too because, you know, uh, random spawns. Nothing like a rad scorpion horde or yeah. rad toad horde or yeah. Somebody's gonna keep scorpion the scorpion uninvited guest up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean that doesn't. Yeah, it's interesting. So. That, that was our big concern when we first started, I think, uh, as a group. And then we were like, we just carried on. And then then they just kind of end up sitting in the audience, quietly, listening. <laughs> really? Good audiences, though, a lot. So, you know. I think it would uh, be yes. neat to run across somebody doing <laughs> a play. I think so. You know, you like know. 80% of the time, people are cool. <laughs> I think it would be pretty cool. Um, I would love to run across one of the productions. But like I said, I have to... Get right. a different platform but right um i would love to be in one one time so if, if he ever if y'all can ever do anything on pc it would be awesome i would love it well um, i will i will take that to him i'm sure he knows i mean <laughs> you know he's <laughs> so yeah we're excited we got the alice in the wasteland coming i know that's gonna be really fun, be fun. Mm-hmm. i and loved then... the the christmas carol mm-hmm. that was really good and that yeah. was pretty ambitious. You guys actually fun. had like set changes and stuff. <laughs> I don't know how she did that. I mean, I was marveling every time she like she was in a Chinese stealth suit and she was changing everything like on the fly. Right. And I was like, it's crazy. It's wow. crazy. She's crazy talented to be able to like the curtains no and then really. So yeah, hats crazy off to her. She's idea. doing this, I believe she's doing the stage again for Alice in the, in the Wasteland. I would imagine. So, so, so that's you know, that's pretty them. cool that you guys do that too. And then we, you know, obviously through the Machinima, we have the different factions that we've worked with over, over the four years. Right. And then on Xbox, we, we're, you know, do collabs with Arson and Sigma Squad. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the voices over the years in the 5.0 community have been in different podcasts as different figures. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, You're in what a couple, aren't you? I am. Yeah. So I'm in the Chad uh, Fallout uh, podcast. I play Corey in that to mm-hmm. uh, raise Connor, as well as old lady Simpson and her like bad knees. And um, and then I'm obviously I'm Lilith in the Modus Files. And then I play Amanda Otis in uh, Once Upon a Wasteland. Right. So and I've been in a couple of the shorts that, that Kenny's done for, for other things. And um, but yeah, so, you know, we, you know, we, we believe like one of our kind of concepts or beliefs or one of the things that kind of drive us is, um, is about like, like it's the, the pool is big enough for everybody. Right. And that we should all be like viewing it as like, how can we support each other in their creative endeavors? Right. Like 
how can we uplift or, or help another group? How can we uplift or help another content creator? Like, what can we do? Um, right. even if it's small, even if it's just like, even if it's just something on social media, we're like, you know, we'll be there to retweet and like support you. Or if it's something bigger in like in a, in the game that we can help you with, like, do you need extras? Yeah, we can be an extra. Like, I mean, right now there, there there's a call out in our discord now for some extras for a machinima. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, we, that's what we do. Like, like, like we don't, you know, it's, it's not about everybody. Like the pool is this big, the pool is, you know, giant and everybody, everybody should just be enjoying it together. Yeah. And I love, you know, cooperating with other people and other groups is, is always a good way to be in the wasteland anyway. Is there anything else that you guys want to uh, discuss, point out, bring up any other questions from my guys, anybody? Did you have a question that you wanted to ask, Ginger? Uh, it was answered already because I wanted to know what the outcome of the trial was. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it was hung jury, no literally it was a, a hung, hung jury. jury. <laughs> that hung classic jury. wasteland style, right? Um, hanging hung on the jury. wall outside of a Raider camp right now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you can answer it or not, but I'll ask anyways. Do you have any projects in the work or things coming up? Yeah, yeah, Fallout 5.0 that you can tease. I know maybe you don't want to say everything, but yeah, like I saw something teased today on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, you know, wrapping up the trial of the Warlord. We're filming. We actually have tomorrow night. We're doing some filming for a scene in that. So we're bringing it all to a close with this last, um, this last piece. And it's big. It's big. I use Studio Binder when I, when I write my, my scripts. And sometimes I just put on like the PDF view and I'm like, oh, geez, there's so many pages. <laughs> just as I go through it and like tweak a few things. Cause sometimes you start filming and you're like, oh no, that that's, that's I need to go back to that scene and redo that scene or something happens and I need to redo, you know, some pieces here or there and that's fine. But yeah, so we have that. That's pretty much our big focus right now. And then we have these two and some other lovely cadets who are about to walk the bridge. So yay, I can finally stop for the last couple of months. I've been going through the Morgantown River. I have not been yeah, allowed to they're cross not allowed. The bridge. That's it. They're not allowed to cross yeah. the bridge into Morgantown. Oh, really? They're not allowed to use it. <laughs> now, right. if they use it when I'm not looking, whatever. Forbidden. But good job. It is guys. forbidden in character for them to oh, wow. okay, cross that bridge. Pick? They can't even like go know. around to the airport. <laughs> Yeah, they do. I mean, there's other ways into the airport. Okay. I mean, so um, sometimes <laughs> so much bracks are used to clean the yeah. uniform. So much. <laughs> but uh, I don't know yet. Usually, it's a sweeping, sweeping score that starts usually slow and builds with a crescendo. So I and, um, and not uh, actually symphonic folk metal is my is my go-to i would say that send me send me some samples. <laughs> uh, who knows <laughs> oh, what sure. I can actually? I I you know sometimes the. The word spirit moves me for the with different things, and I'm like, that works. I can do it. So, definitely send me stuff. Um, I don't. Uh, let's see things that we're we're doing. Um, well, you know, we did. We just wrapped up things like we did the cosplay, the big meetup cosplay in DC, that and that was so much fun. There's, it was. Uh, I can't even. I've never done something like that before. I had my, my, had my oldest daughter help me do my, do my, my costume. She's an artist. I was like, help me. But that was so much fun meeting Wes Johnson. Are you planning amazing. on doing that again or? Um, it's definitely something that people in the area, cause we're in touch with people in the area. 
they're like, we should make this annual. And I mean, it's like, it's just literally like the Metro is like 10 minutes away from us. So, you know, like, sure, you know, come, come October, let's, let's talk. Well, maybe before, right before October, but yeah, it's definitely on the radar radar to four, four and a half, five hours from me or something. Sure. You know, it's just a, (laughs) it's a quick car ride for you. That's nothing. Just put (laughs) on uh, one of the podcasts and just play it straight through. You guys are going to get, you guys are going to get big and you're going to have your own convention pretty soon. Exactly. I I wanted to go this year, but I worked and it was like, way too late to ask for time off i mean i have to know like months ahead to mm-hmm. get time off and it was just one of those things was like oh everybody's doing this thing wow that looks really great too late to time you know to get time off right so if i know it's coming this year then i will be able to ask for time off in time i just whenever you guys have a date let me know okay well i will assume it you'll probably know about the same time i know um so yeah so that's so we got that that was um a ton of fun of course and um I was really excited to do the um the St. Jude stuff with everybody that was a lot of fun and um I don't know I mean the this the you know we're always looking to expand uh with other communities in the sense of doing collabs like what we do with Arson again we're very much we're not trying to get on, you know, you know, entwined between lore because that's just confusing. And we look for these, these touchstone moments where we can have a story or a chapter where we kind of RP that moment or that story. And then, you know, you guys for a couple of weeks do your own thing and we do our own thing. And then we come back and we're just focused on that story. We're not really worried about like the larger issues of the lore and RP and Appalachia. It's just whatever the, the narrative arc is like, like with the, the dusty wings with, um, Arson and, uh, Sigma squad right now. So, um, I, does anybody like Monty, Valerie, Haley, you guys want to tell them, you guys want to jump in say anything? <laughs> I'm eating cookies here. Oh, what kind of rolling cookies? her eyes. What, what cookies? <laughs> Ever since yeah, you brought those just... cookies up, I'm hungry. <laughs> Yeah, just no, saying, pineapple in them, right? Yeah, <laughs> pineapple cookies. No, no, pineapple oh. cookies. Just saying how how big we've we've gotten and how much uh how how the community interacts with us. Um, you know, like I said, as as we go through the world, oftentimes we'll come across newer players who, you know, might need help with a specific quest or a boss enemy they want to take down and so it's always nice to to be able to go in and help out other players and then them get to know the 5-0. And, you know, if they want to be a volunteer, if they want to, you know, at some point be a cadet, it just opens them up to get to know a little bit of us. And it, it really, it's really cool going around and, and kind of being the community of Fallout 76, going around and seeing all these different people, giving people uh, you know, we do requisitions and stuff, you know, if someone needs a certain item, you know, plastic or, or lead or something like that, if someone has access, we usually, you know, help them out in that sense, so it's really, it's really awesome seeing just how big the community is and how interactive everything is. So, I think yeah. I would probably add to that, that it's really also awesome to see a person's character and story develop. Uh, especially people who are really shy about, you know, coming out and actually showing their stuff. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, when I first started 76, I didn't do a lot of interaction with other players. And if somebody came up to me and asked for a trade invite, I'd switch servers because I'm like, nope, nope, don't want to talk to you. 
Oh, yeah. you know, and people. Now I hear, <laughs> here I am doing this. Uh, you know, so watching somebody actually come out of their shell and share something that is really worth sharing and worth celebrating and worth watching grow, I think is completely worth it. And seeing these stories throughout various communities, uh, being a part of that, that, that's why we're all here to not only have fun with the game, but to uh, help people grow. Um, and take things with them once uh, Fallout 76 goes whatever direction it goes to other games. Uh, you know, we all benefit from this experience and we all grow from it. And it, it's an amazing, absolutely wonderful thing to see happen. It is. That is really cool. And I'm sure as you guys being like writers and, you know, kind of, it's like bringing up your kids, you know, kind of seeing them develop and grow and, you know sending them out the nest and everything it's i mean kind of copying off of what val was just saying um i didn't start rp in the traditional format i started with para role playing so i started off in a very kind of hands-off way of where i wasn't so much doing organic stuff and it was more me you know piggybacking off of other people via writing so this is kind of a getting out of my shell experience, which is both amazing and wonderful. Well, you know, and maybe that's how you learn, right? You know, maybe that's how you figure out what this whole role play mess yeah, is about. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool. How about you, so, Monty? You want to share any final uh, thoughts real quick? Well, should I share them in this voice or should I share them in the other one? I mean, you <laughs> share in whatever. Oh, let's share Jeez, in whatever let's voice see you what, like. Let's see how much you got there. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I could say, <laughs> but, uh, well, there, there is a little project that I've been working on with, uh, with Ray, where I've actually been doing cover songs either in that voice or in, in this voice, and uh, we may be sharing some of those very soon. Wow. He plays a ghoul. So I'm you impressed know. that you can keep up that, <laughs> that ghoul that stuff. Good. I mean, that would kill my friend. <laughs> that was good i like that yeah like yeah that. he's our he's our resident ghoul expert in fact we have it's part of our lore now we don't actually refer to ghouls as, as ghouls when we're like going down and patrolling morgantown and a bunch of feral ghouls stand up we don't shout ghouls so it's actually become a really kind of funny redundant um joke that is like for us is this like, oh, we know, Monty. Don't call You're them just ghouls. a bunch of dirty girls. Right? So we call oh, them girls. Sorry. We call them ferals. Bad uh, ghouls. Okay. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, it's just, it's this funny, like, it's just, it's this amusing thing that's kind of just been a part of us. We all have, uh, when you play, I think as long as we have together, some of us, there's these things that are just they're just a part of the everyday language. And that's kind of cool to see that. Um, and the longer people play with us um, in the community, you start to just, you, they they have these idiosyncrasies that right. that just stick around and it really does add flavor because, you know, we all can't be as, um, you know, as amazing in personality as Night Shin. <laughs> so. Just like being with any <laughs> other friend or something, you know, another, yeah, yeah, a worker or somebody that you just like learn all those little things, about. right? Somebody so yeah, so like some other things I just was thinking of. So some other things we've got. Obviously, we have um we have responders undercover 
um, picking back up, which is where we go. And we interview other communities. We have Dutch, uh, our resident Dutch. Oh, Dutch. Yes. Uh, yes, Go in and, and, you know, it's really to highlight what they're doing. It's not, I mean, it's done loosely in character because Dutch is always in character. Um, But, uh, but it's to highlight like what they're doing in the community and to look at that. Um, And then, you know, we're, you know, one of the things that we're, you know, focusing on as well. Once we wrap up Trial of the Warlord, which the last iteration is called Dying to Live. Um, once we're done with that, I think we're, I think we're going to be looking at doing, going back to doing some um, kind of a hybrid of like in-game machinima and RP, like what we used to do with Responders Appalachia, kind of going back and exploring some of that again. And uh, with the streaming, with that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we're just, again, looking just towards the future, see what, you know, what we can do with what's what's available and, you know, go from there. Like, we've already built lore around Nuka World Tour. One of our, one of our members has, like, developed this multi-aspect, I don't, uh, multi-chapter sort of concept of... Um, uh, are they they're like nuka nuka cola worshipers help me out uh they're or, a coalition or, 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 coalition yeah coalition. so and yeah that's get good. it coalition that's good. that's good um so this whole idea of them you know uh he's created this whole series of events actually that's been building up and the whole the whole premise is using the the nuka world on tour backdrop um to kind of tell each chapter of the story to get it to where we're i guess we'll find out what's happening to these cola fanatics and why they're doing the things that they're doing. And maybe we shouldn't drink the Nuka Cola. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> we, 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 we already know that. <laughs> well, cool. So uh, how does one find you guys if they're interested in, in joining or reading lore or whatever? Well, on Twitter, on the Bird app, we are um, at FFIVE0. So that's our, our Twitter. That That is a quick, you know, quick hit social media. But on, um, you can find us, our website is the word fallout, the word five, and then the number zero.com. And also on there, on that website is all the information you could ever need. <laughs> Okay. Um, from like everything like, it's like a book <laughs> there i mean in terms of like if you're just trying to like okay well, how do i connect on social how do i um you know find them and look at some of the responder the um yeah gosh i just drew a blank for a second uh the responder registry the flatwoods registry where like like you, like you sassy have that card the like that's, yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. volunteer cards and stuff like that um we sometimes put up lore pieces there. We'll put up pieces of machinima or so if we have machinima, that's the long piece. If we have something that's like two minutes or so, we call it machina lore because it's just short enough to, you can put it on different socials and it gives enough information to kind of, Hey, this is what's going on in the lore right now. Here's a recap. So oh, cool. sometimes we'll put some machina lore pieces up there as well. And then that has our, that website, like I said, has the links to our Insta, our Twitter and our YouTube, where YouTube obviously is where all of our videos are housed um, that we've done. So you can watch the Trial of the Warlord and see how far we've come uh, cinematically right. and our skill right. set there. Like when we did it, it was just 
pointing the camera in a direction and maybe spinning a little too fast. But, you know, four years later, I feel like we might have learned a few things. <laughs> Everybody gets better with time, right? That's right. It's it's all about refining your skills. Well, that's awesome, you guys. I really appreciate y'all coming out and hanging out with us tonight and yeah, telling us. us about yourself. And you know, if you ever do make it to PC, I'll hook up with you for sure. I've got Romer has his hand go. up. Ooh, Romer's got Romer has his hand up. Yes, Romer. I didn't want to interrupt. So, okay. All right. Sorry. I've been wanting to ask you guys this. So have you guys seen the pictures of the, uh, the Red Rocket for the TV series? Oh, I've seen them. Yes. They look amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I've been. I'm so freaking I... excited. <laughs> oh, my, oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I watched. Um, I watched both episodes of The Last of Us from yes. HBO Max. Watching yeah. that and seeing how well they did with that, I'm just. Like, I know. Geez. They they got the details right down to the numbers. By the way, yeah, the, the the numbers yeah. on that real it's life red rocket are the same ones. Yeah, it's, it's identical to the game. Yeah. Um, there's one of the guys in our server who lives near Nyack, and I'm like, go take pictures. He's the commander from the um, from the Brotherhood uh, role playing group that we interviewed. Oh yeah. From yeah, and so he said he's gonna get pictures for us because he's gonna go visit, and I'm just like, yes. But it looks, everything that I'm seeing looks amazing. They've got the red rocket letters up there with some of them, you know, have fallen out. So uh, again, I appreciate y'all coming out. I know this is a big party. We had a lot of people. It was great. I think it was really good. It was really controlled. I think we managed. Um, But I really appreciate everybody coming out. I appreciate all of you for your input and your feedback. And I had a good time and I hope y'all had a good time. Absolutely. And... Oh, it was really great. Absolutely. Was... Definitely great. And anytime anybody yes. wants to role play on either the PlayStation or the Xbox, sorry, PC, yeah. can, can look us up. I well, will... apparently, Eric was telling me in our chat that I can access them if I get on PC. I'll have to have him. You can, you can stream through Game Pass, nice. and there is also a PlayStation streaming service. That you can go, you can use. So you can get there. You can use the Xbox Game Pass to play Fallout on the PC so and shit over that. Yeah. So I got to figure this the out. The streaming then. service okay. registers as a console, even though you're playing it through the streaming service. But anyways, that's besides the point. We're we're right. altruing now. <laughs> I have to figure this out. Yes, we're altruing. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to end this. Yeah, it's all right. That's what happens when you have a party, right? It's just so hard to go home. But so. Uh, you can reach us at Fallout RTB on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Fallout Roundtable. Email us at falloutrtb at gmail.com. Uh, send us your thoughts, your comments, whatever. And, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Yes, like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. All right. So everybody have a good night. Thank you all for being here. And it is a bunny. And we love you all. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net.
When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.